Hello and thanks for listening to LockPod. My name's Katie Ringsdor. Today, I'm joined by Taniella Evans. She's the CEO of a non-profit company called NABU. They're on a mission to end illiteracy by 2030. Thank you very much for joining me on LockPod. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on, Taniella. Would you mind just giving us a bit of an introduction to who you are and what you do at NABU? Absolutely. Thank you, Katie, for having me as well. I'm just so excited to be here and share a little bit about our work at NABU. Um, so my name's Taniella. I'm the CEO and co-creator of NABU. I started the organization uh, about nine years ago now. It's been an amazing journey. And um, it really started for me, I was working in Haiti in 2010 after the earthquake. And uh, I was working there on a project to build a school for for children. Um, and, you know, we laid the foundations of the school for 900 children. And I remember the day that we took enrollment for the school and over 3,000 children showed up for school. And um, it was a really low point, to be honest, because it's so hard to turn away over 2,000 children who we just knew we didn't have the space for. Um, and I remember when I got home that evening to the guest house where I was staying, you know, we had this wonderful woman, Jane, who used to look after everyone in the guest house. And I was chatting to her and I saw that she had her phone plugged in in the kitchen. And she was on Facebook. Um, and this was 2010. And, you know, it wasn't like lightning, lightning struck at that moment and Nabu was born. It was a much longer process of conversations with my co-creators as well. But it did become clear to me at that moment that cell phones are everywhere in Haiti. And there were telecommunications companies battling it out for the market. And over time, the idea emerged for NABU, which is, you know, how could we build like the equivalent of Amazon, which at the time was mainly a book publisher, if you remember. But, I do, yeah, yeah. But build like an, yeah. <laughs> so build like an Amazon app or a Kindle app, but a free version um, focused solely on children's books, educational, you know, early readers. So a free Amazon library for the developing world. And that is really how NABU was born. Um, our mission is quite simply to solve the global literacy crisis. Um, 215 million children that are not learning the basics of how to read. And that is even after four years at school for some of those children um, due to lack of access to, to books and reading materials in languages that they speak and understand. And so that's kind of how NAVI was born and and what I do every day is, is just helping, you know, drive our team towards that mission of a world where every child can read and rise to their full potential. And what a fantastic mission it is. I mean, you know, that stat you've just given me there of 250 million children basically leaving school unable to read. I mean, how... How are you able to kind of spread the work that you're doing? Because I know you do a lot of work around um, Rwanda and Cambodian, like you say, Haiti. Where do you do your work and how do you identify the key areas that need your assistance? Yeah, so, you know, we have really followed the need. And I think that's critical 
you know, with any business or organization, you want to just see where that need is and follow that. So we started actually uh, after Haiti in the program there, we did a small pilot as well in Cambodia in 2015, 2016. So essentially what we did is we built this uh, low bandwidth reading app and we filled it with some stories. Um, in Cambodia, the mother tongue language is Khmer. So we had some Khmer books and some English books. And this is in 2015, 2016. And what was crazy is that after 10 weeks of our pilot, the kids had just read through all of the Khmer books, all of the, the books in their mother tongue language. And yet they had barely touched the English books. Um, so I got to see, you know, firsthand that if books were in mother tongue languages, kids were going to read them. And, um, and so, you know, we started in, in Cambodia, but it really just grew from there. We started in Haiti, Cambodia. Uh, we did a couple of other pilots. Um, but I think, you know, the default is to think, okay, there's not access to, to books in, in languages that children need. The defaults maybe to think let's go and translate our books but we wanted to take a different approach we wanted to work with local authors and local illustrators to create content and what we started to see was that you know kids were seeing themselves in the story for the first time and it just really elevated their own personal sense of standing in the world um, and so we, we just continue to grow from Haiti, we moved then to uh, Rwanda. And I remember in our program in Rwanda, uh, I guess it was maybe about 2018, um, I met Belize and she is, at the time she was about eight years old and she was reading on Navu actually at a local community center where the children would gather to read together. Um, and she told us that before Nabu, she was really shy to get up in front of the class and her parents because she wasn't confident reading in English. Um, but when I was there, she actually got up and shared her favorite story. She read in front of all of the children and the parents there. And it's a story about a cheeky rabbit that's always tricking the local villagers. And it just makes her laugh and she loves it. And this is what Nabu is really about. It's about enabling children like Belize, not only to gain literacy, but to feel valued and seen and able to share their stories, ideas, and emotions fearlessly. And this love of reading amongst our users, like amongst the readers on Nabu, comes from the fact that the books are written by local authors and illustrators who, you know, they're not only writing in their mother tongue language, but also the stories reflect their lived experiences. And so um, in the last 12 months, we've gone from 100,000 reader sign-ups to over a million uh, sign-ups on the Navu app um, across Haiti, Rwanda, Kenya. We're now expanding into the Philippines, um, into Romania. So our, our model's really being validated. This demand for children's books in mother tongue languages um, is there. And so uh, it's spreading through that demand and through us just following that and finding great partners to help us spread and expand. 
That's amazing. And like you say, you know, the appetite's clearly there for this. And literacy is something that most of us in the, de- in the developed world just take for granted. And we don't realise, you know, those that haven't had the access to education and the ability to read, you know, the, the impact it has on self-esteem and confidence as well. Just exactly your point, you know, your story you shared there about the eight-year-old, that's just you know it makes it very real for me when you hear stories like that about the actual impact this is having on people's lives Taniela how do you fund the work you do because obviously you know this can't be particularly cheap traveling around the world and helping people how do you raise the money to do this yeah so I guess like any startup at the very beginning we thought well what's the the quickest way to raise the money and uh, we actually did a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter um we raised a hundred thousand dollars which you know even now it's a lot but at the time was an insane amount of money i'd never raised more than you know a few hundred dollars before that for charities that i cared about um it was absolutely terrifying um but you know i think doing something like that publicly that was really powerful in the beginning because again it was another validation point that if we were to build this platform that people wanted to get behind us and support the idea and fund the idea. And then from there, I mean, I have a background in, in nonprofit. Um, so I was definitely early in my career, but you know, I'm, I'm good at writing. (laughs) And so, uh, we started out with a grants program and that's been really successful for us. So, we won the Echoing Green Fellowship, um, Knight Foundation, some of these big foundations that, again, get behind early grade, uh, sorry, early stage ideas and fund um, social entrepreneurs that, you know, that have an idea that, that can change the world. And so I'm really grateful for those early funders. And then more recently, you know, we've, uh, we have an incredible board of directors uh, that help. To, to fund our work um, and then corporate sponsorship. This is the first year where HP has come on board as a corporate sponsor and that's made such a difference to our work because you know they're aligning their company around social impact as well. And I think that's something that we're seeing in the space is that you know corporations and others are realizing that giving to a nonprofit like NABU, Yes, it's about a donation. It's about doing good. But, you know, it's also about good business. Um, It's about creating value for the world. Um, A literate population in sub-Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia, that's our future workforce, that's future consumers. Um, And I know that's critical to your, your work as well, is thinking about how to, you know, create new financial systems and new opportunities. And so for businesses that are thinking about that, how do we start now to equip children with the tools that they need? You know, I think about financial literacy and and what you do at Lockbox. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's about freedom, right? And also opportunity. Like Lockbox helps people learn how to save and manage their money so they can be unburdened by debt and have greater freedom and opportunity down the line and you know if I think about that as well it's also about being able to take advantage of opportunities in the world not be limited or controlled by others like when you're in control of your finances you're more open 
or when you're not in control of your finances, I should say, you're not you're more open to exploitation. That's right. Um, and you know, literacy is the same. Like children who are illiterate, it's one of the key factors go on to be to be um, you know to be adults who are illiterate extremely vulnerable to social and economic exploitation, whether that's sexual exploitation or, you know, forced labor. So literacy like financial control, that opens up freedoms, liberties, gives individual agency. If you know how to read, you're much less likely to be exploited. So I think literacy like financial control is a tool and a foundation that anyone needs to be able to operate independently and freely. And so at NABU, we find funders that believe in that vision. You know, really, it's about, you know, ending poverty, you know, disrupting yeah. that yeah. cycle of poverty through giving people agency and freedom and opportunity through literacy. And so uh, we're so fortunate to have amazing individual supporters as well as foundations and corporations that enable us to do the work that we do um but it's been hard it hasn't been a, hasn't been an easy journey you know I no think, I can yeah. imagine I can imagine yeah. and actually on financial <laughs> literacy you make a really good point there Taniella and it's something that you know you're preaching to the converted here because it's something that I'm very <laughs> passionate about because you know a frustration of mine um you know being brought up in the UK is you know nobody taught me how to fill in a tax return uh, and that's you know that's a first world problem mm. so if you think about you know the work you're doing um on literacy in general, but then expanding it even further to giving children and young women and men access to the information they need to be able to, you know, become financially included and understand the impact that, you know, finances have on on the wi- their wider lifestyle in general. Um, you know, like you say, you can we can do more to ha- prevent poverty and homelessness. There's a huge amount that needs to be done in this area. Is this something that's that's kind of in your pipeline to develop as part of your kind? of strategy for the future yeah it would be amazing to to do that we have um started to build out kind of thematic collections um at nabu so we have a program called the authentic book creation lab or the abc lab where we hire local authors and illustrators um, in the community and we pay them while they train to create world-class, culturally relevant um, mother tongue books for children and families in their community. And so one of the ideas we have is to create a collection around uh, financial literacy. We've done similar things around gender empowerment, around the environment, um, and it's been just incredible. We worked with, uh, with Girl Rising, on an incredible collection, um, starting with a book, one book uh, called Go Stella Go, which was about a, a girl who um, wanted to become an engineer and um, and it just followed her journey and the, the obstacles she had to overcome. And so I think, you know, there's a great opportunity through children's stories to really combat whether it's stereotypes or stigma or fear that are very culturally nuanced and doing it through children's books not only reaches children but also the parents and the family and the wider community because when children get excited about the book they want to share it so um, 
so yeah, that's something that we're really looking at is how to build in these important themes, including financial literacy, into our early grade reading collection. So children Love grow up. That's excellent. Yeah. That's yeah. really, really cool. <laughs> it's like the opportunities are just endless for the work you do. But obviously, like you said, you know, you need the you need the corporate sponsorship, you need the funding, you need the support. Um, and also you need the authors. And I think you told me something um, when we chatted before we did the recording uh, for this podcast. You were telling me about a training program that you helped put some of the local authors and illustrators on. I thought that was really fascinating. Would you mind sharing a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we currently have a campaign called Sponsor an Artist, which um, is going to help us create children's books in underserved languages. So it enables anyone, could be someone listening to this podcast, to fund a local author um, or artist in a community. And it enables us to, to pay them while they train. And we have an incredible creative director uh, who trains them in you know, world-class, culturally relevant uh, book creation. And we train these artists in our ABC lab. And basically, we work together for a year to create a complete early grade reading collection of 160 books um, in their language. So that kind of covers um, kindergarten or, I guess, preschool through P3. Um and then when we publish those 160 books, we make them available completely for free on the NABU reading app. Um, and after the program, you know, our artists have gone on to get great jobs in digital art, publishing, other design fields. Um, you know, for example, Kate, who's a writer who recently joined our team, she's written some absolutely incredible stories in Swahili for us which is a mother tongue language spoken um, in East and Central Africa by about 150 million people. And yet there are virtually zero children's books in this language. Um, so she told us that she's just really motivated and excited by seeing her nieces and nephews reading her stories on the NABU app and getting excited for the next one. So it's such a cool campaign. It's so easy to join um, when you sponsor a local artist. You know, you get updates on their journey, see how their skills are improving, and of course, get a copy of one of their completed books. So it's a pretty cool program. It really is. And I'll put the links to um, to your website into um, the body of the podcast here. So if anybody's listening now and you'd like to get involved, um, I'll put the links in there so you can click through um, and understand a little bit more about that because I think it's a wonderful campaign I really do it's superb well all the work you're doing is is fabulous um Tanya you mentioned there that it, uh, obviously Nabu is is an app-based book free book um system how does that work for areas that don't have access to the internet yeah that's a great question um I mean the really cool thing is that smartphone penetration um across sub-Saharan Africa for example which is one of our key markets is now over 50%. So that's over 400 million people in our target market. So that's a pretty big addressable market right there. What we're seeing is that the cost of smartphones is falling. You can get a uh, an Android smartphone, for example, in Rwanda uh, for $30. And so this is starting to become a really core part of people's lives. It's becoming indispensable to have a mobile phone and increasingly smartphones. Um, but we do partner with 
with other organizations, with the UN, um, with uh, many nonprofits around the world to also provide our books in print where digital is just not accessible. So, for example, with the Afghan crisis, um, 20,000 of our books were, were printed by the U.S. State Department and distributed to, to Afghan refugees um, all around the world. So we definitely do recognize that, you know, digital is growing, it's the future, but, you know, our vision is really to, to grow access over the next um, three years. So our vision is to, to reach 25 million readers, um, children by 2025. So we're planning to do that, just break it down one by one, family by family, language by language. And even just with our top four language groups, that those languages are spoken by over half a billion people. So languages like Swahili, Tagalog, Tamil, Hausa, these are languages that, you know, have huge numbers of speakers and yet very few children's books available. So even if we just do that and publish it on our app, we hope to be part of, you know, a global movement that's looking to to eradicate poverty within our lifetime. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. And I suppose, you know, for you, you've dedicated at least the last 10 years of your life to this. I mean, when you see and hear the success stories from real people and seeing how you've changed the lives of goodness knows how many people I mean how does that make you feel and what are some of some of the stories that you've heard from people oh, yeah it, it makes me feel amazing I mean it's really such an honor to get to do this work every day and you know one of the things that really touches me is just seeing parents with their children connecting through that love of books because Many of the parents in the countries that we work don't necessarily speak English or French or the languages that their children are learning at school. So, for example, um, I have a little boy in our program called Olivier, and I just love, you know, seeing them and and seeing that what his mum, Bridget, shared with me is that you know, for the first time, she can also be involved with Olivier and in his reading. Um, and she can understand that he's reading to her. And she can see that, you know, he's doing so well in class. And, you know, having that, that connection between parents and children, you know, we often think that technology can alienate, but it has huge power to bring people together as well, if used well. So I really believe in the power of technology. I believe it can help us, you know, leapfrog um, in, especially in developing countries. Uh, it can help us leapfrog into the future and, and create greater equity for communities if we just think about, you know, the tools that people need um, and how they're cu- culturally relevant and accessible. So, um, yeah, I love to see how, how technology can bring people together the possibilities are endless aren't they but um Taniella, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, be on Lockpod today it's been wonderful to hear more about the work you've been doing at Nabu, and I'd love you to keep in touch and keep us up to date with some more of your great stories because I think it's wonderful the work you're doing but uh, thank you again for joining me today thank you Katie great talking to you